Happy Throwdown Thursday, Shakes Pals. What's up? What's going on in your life? It is chilly in Texas, so I hope you are staying warm wherever you are, uh, unless it's warm, in which case I hope you're staying cool. I hope you're staying at the perfect temperature for you. What's your perfect temperature? Let us know on Twitter at P2MPod, on Facebook at P2MPod, Instagram at Serious Business Network, or on TikTok at P2MPod. Um, massive thank you again to Lindsay Polinsky for coming on last week to talk all things Olympics, which Shakespeare characters would be the best Winter Olympians. It was very, very fun and just an awesome time, awesome conversation to have. Uh, this week, we've got Elizabeth Bellows, and they are on to talk about which Shakespeare character we would not give magic to. Uh, this was really, really fun to record. Make sure you check out Liz and all of their work with OpsFest. It is really, really fun and really, really exciting. So make sure you follow them on TikTok so that they can stream their performances live so we all get to uh, benefit from that magic. That's all I have to say to you today. I love you and I appreciate you for listening. Welcome to Protest Too Much, a Shakespeare showdown podcast where a guest and I go head to head each week and you get to decide who wins. Hello, everybody. Today, we are, we're continuing our petty streak, and we are talking about characters that we would not want to give magic to. And with me, they are an actor, TikToker, an all-around Shakespeare nerd, and also the associate artist uh, with the original Practice Shakespeare Festival. So if you want to go back a few weeks ago and listen to the episode with Jen Lanier that we talked about Best Monarch, uh, Jen is one of the uh, co-artistic directors of OpsFest. So uh, now we've got Liz, and I'm so excited. Liz Bellows, thank you for being here. Hi. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> um, I'm Liz. Um, my pronouns are they, them, just so you know. Um, you already know, but so your listeners know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an associate artist with the Original Practice Shakespeare Festival, where I uh, primarily run their TikTok. <laughs> um, and I also am on the dramaturgy team and dance team. And, you know, I'm an actor. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, drop a couple links so people know they will be in the show notes, but drop a couple links where people can follow you on the OpsFest TikTok as well as your own TikTok because it is quality Shakespeare content all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so uh, you can find me at OpsFest or find us at OpsFest, not just me because all of our people are on there um, at on TikTok uh, at OpsFest and then on Instagram as only at Ops. And then uh, you can find me personally as the Woodbine Witch across all platforms. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to talk about magic. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm just so excited. So uh, let's not wait any longer. Why don't you tell me who you would never want to give magic to and then also who I would never want to give magic to? Okay. So I would never want to give magic to Mercutio <sighs> from Romeo and Juliet. Um for reasons that will be very abundantly clear in a moment um, and also are kind of obvious right now, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. I feel like going through the list, you're like, no, that guy should not have magic. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I never actually considered it, but now that you've said it, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you did that with a lot of Shakespeare's plays. I went through all the lists and was like, none of them. <laughs> none of them should 
have magic. Let's not put any not magic in these seven magic. plays. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then who you'll be arguing for is Lady Macbeth. Ooh. Um, I wanted to go with a, a rake and a villain, and I really... I don't care who wins because I just want Lady Macbeth to like have power. Um, <laughs> I just want everyone to have fun. <laughs> I just, oh, she would have some scary fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, I'm going to compose myself for a moment, but why don't you take it away with why no one should ever give Mercutio magic? Okay. So setting the scene they're in, they're in Verona and there are all these freaking young men fighting just in the streets, brawling all day long. The difference for Mercutio is that it's two families and Mercutio has no dog in this fight. He's just some guy who likes to fight. The only dog he has in this fight is the fact that he is friends with Romeo and Benvolio and he's a bad friend. He's a very bad friend to them. He is quite obviously not Romeo's confidant, neither is Benvolio, but like think about Juliet's confidant is the nurse who is... Like her best friend is like the only person who could be her best friend. Why doesn't Romeo? Why does Romeo go to this like random friar, <laughs> friar Lauren, oh, as his confidant, not his best friend? Because his best friends are untrustworthy. <laughs> they make fun of him. They like call him a wimp. I was gonna say another word, but you <laughs> um, can see that really obviously in the Queen Mab speech. Romeo has just said that he is sad and he wants to go see Rosalind and like talking about love. And so then Mercutio, like he always does, just is like, well, what about sex? Let's let's just talk about love is purely physical for this man. And like, if you've been around a man who thinks that love is purely physical, oof, you don't want to give that guy magic. I don't want that guy to have any sort of power, just bad ideas. <laughs> he is always ready to throw down um he's love is purely physical after the capulet party he even like when romeo was up on the wall like about to go into the orchard before the like but soft would like to be under breaks all of the things that mercutio is saying like he's being mean to his friend he's being so mean to his friend he's talking about like oh well he can't hear me so i'm gonna talk about like doing his crush no you don't want like bad friend bad friend bad friend he he's also just like full of toxic masculinity i feel like he often is ever since Boz lerman's romeo and juliet they've kind of been like oh he's the queer one oh he is the effeminate one oh he is but the text is really toxic masculinity yep. he makes fun of tybalt's fighting style and we know tybalt he is a bloodthirsty man so mercutio has the cojones to call him effeminate call his fighting style and go i'm tybalt blah, blah, blah. no <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a guy who would use magic for, like, just causing problems. He would just wreak havoc on Verona. And then, like, speaking of Verona, he this is a play about family loyalty, right? It, it's like, that's one of the core things. And Mercutio is the one character who does not give a shit about his family. He is related to the, like, head of his family is in charge of Verona. He's the prince of Verona who has said, I don't want any more fighting. Guys, no more fighting. And Mercutio is out there in the streets being like, I'm going to fight all the time. I'm going to cause havoc. No, head of family. No, I'm not going to pay attention to you. I'm going to disobey my family and just murder people all day on the streets. 
I, 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 mm. but have you considered, (laughs) I've got a lot to say about Mercutio, but have you considered that it would be far more irresponsible to give Lady Macbeth magic? Because I feel like uh, we had an episode a couple weeks ago about secular magic characters with uh, inherent power that isn't, uh, you know, uh, supernatural. Yeah, and Lady Macbeth, I think I would throw in as a dog for that fight because she has so much power of persuasion and the we know that she does not use it for good. It is it is proven in the play that she uses her power of persuasion over Macbeth for um, you know, murdery stuff. So to give her actual magic, and this is in this is in a play with actual magic. So I think that it's really fascinating to look at what she would do versus the witches. The witches are really interesting magical characters to me because they lay the seeds. They they feel almost more like what um what Mercutio might be like with magic, like just like sowing chaos and just kind of like dropping well. Romeo, oh my gosh, now I'm just imagining he's like, Romeo, you will fall in love tonight. It's, you know, it is written. <laughs> and then Romeo taking that and 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 that being this, you know, uh, I, I don't even know, but like just murdering people to fall in love like, like Macbeth does. <laughs> um, <laughs> but dropping those like hints that don't have any tangible action to them, they're premonitions their future telling and lady macbeth with that kind of power in her hand i feel like would be um constantly constantly stirring the pot like literally and figuratively uh with the magic that she could do she would be getting people she would be in everyone's heads it wouldn't just be macbeth she would be in duncan's head as well she would be in banquo's head she would be in everyone's brains just like giving them these little nuggets of uh, ambition, and then now everyone is fighting each other, and she's the one left standing. Because I think with that I element of that. magic in her, we, if she's more uh, prominent in that like magical plot, I don't know if we see the guilt come to her. Yeah, I. One of the reasons why I wanted to choose both of these characters because they both um, keeping in mind that Shakespeare's world. Like witchcraft was just declared mm-hmm. uh like burning offense. Um, it was just declared like illegal to be a witch. And so Shakespeare's world was one that was constantly magic, wasn't there? And I, one of the reasons I chose these two characters is because they do have some sort of magic. Mercutio at the end, the one time that he actually uses his magic, quote unquote, is to curse his best friend. Oh yeah. He chooses- to curse his best friend after he decided to fight and after he made fun of Romeo calling him a girl for not fighting and that and that sets off all of the tragedy is that this curse then takes effect almost like immediately yeah. loses Tybalt when that's when all the deaths begin is that Mercutio's death is the first death and so I just got goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> keeping in mind that like we think about like how would a person in this how would a character in this world use what to them is very real magic. Yeah. Mercutio purposefully uses it to be an asshole. And he like that backs up with all of the rest of his 
his background of being a bad friend and being he just the ultimate bad friend is causing this. <laughs> this is really fascinating. And I think the uh, I think that you're right that like the Lerman effect uh, has kind of taken hold onto Mercutio and and the way that he's read because I've I've played Mercutio and that spirit of chaos and that um the I don't I'm 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 processing it in my brain right now just how like <laughs> how much of the text does not support that um obviously he is chaotic and he is uh, a prankster and he's a punny and he's all of those things but there is so much textual evidence to uh, make him not nice, not good, not. It's... Mercutio is a bully. This is blo- I mean, and I know he's a bully, but like in my brain, he's a fun, like a fun bully. <laughs> like he's not like yeah. like everyone's in he's on the, the joke. Guy who does drugs, right? <laughs> he's he's uh, <laughs> screaming Walt on the Lost Island. Um, <laughs> I love Harold Perrineau so much, but man, Michael was a tragedy and lost. Um, so, uh, I've never thought this way, this deeply about Mercutio and I'm like mad at myself for not, but there's such a negative reading of his character that we can get fr- right from, right from the text because not everyone is in on the joke. No. <sighs> Yeah. To make an argument for Lady Macbeth. <laughs> yeah, you do that because uh, I, I need a moment. <laughs> you all good. I really wanted to give, like, I, okay, this is what we, who we don't want to give yeah. power, but I want to give Lady Macbeth power because she spends her entire time talking about, it's almost the Beatrice, like, if I were a man, I would eat his heart in the marketplace, but I am a woman. I, I cannot, so Lady M has that. She says, unsex me here. If she had, she feels like she has no power because of her gender. And if she had magical power, what supervillain status would she raise to? If she were fully a witch and like had Prospero's power, say. Oh no. She would, she would not have need for Macbeth. She would not have a need to kill Duncan. She would just take the throne herself and things would be terrifying and bloody and very good also. Very good. I feel like Lady M would would do some interesting things with Scotland. <laughs> I Run think it very efficiently. I think it's interesting because one of the one of the reasons I love Macbeth so much and I am constantly disappointed by Macbeth in performance is because I feel like so much of the power in Lady Macbeth comes from the fact that everyone loves her. She is not an evil spirited mean person she's not cold she's not cruel she's always played so um cold and villainy and dark and whatever but like ever i want to see a comedian play lady macbeth so badly because you like people have to love her she's a hostess she's charming everyone loves the macbeths everyone loves them and so to see this like seething under the surface and for her to have like actual magic that can be happening, I don't know, like visually around her while she's smiling and shaking hands and hosting parties and doing all of these things, I think just adds such a cool, um, very dangerous, very, very, be the innocent flower and uh, 
no, look like the innocent flower and be the serpent under it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a video podcast, but we're doing things with our hands. <laughs> Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> I communicated so much through my hands. Same. <laughs> Same. One of the things that I think you would like about our format is that the um, out, out dance spot, the hand washing scene turns into a bit of comic relief. Because um, what we do is that whoever speaks last, that's where that's what the, the person speaking next talks to. That's where we go to. So how it turns out is that the blocking turns into Lady M chasing the doctor all around the stage screaming at him about how her hands are bloody while this doctor's like oh shit what i gotta get i gotta get rid of this lady who's screaming at me and it, it, it starts the descent into her madness it starts the descent into it like it starts the descent into like it's scary it's a very scary mm-hmm. scene but it's also very funny and it comes after a very 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 heavy scene i just love lady M. she was my first role <laughs> God, what a beast of a first role <laughs> Yeah, fifth grade. Oh boy. Um, I really love <laughs> I love Mercutio um, as like like okay. Going back to Mercutio as this effect, Baz Luhrmann effect. Yeah. Um, making him like queer, making him um, the guy who does drugs. You don't necessarily need to get rid of that to continue to make Mercutio an asshole. Yeah. I think my entire argument for Mercutio boils down to. He is a jerk and jerks do not deserve magic and toxic masculine jerks don't deserve magic. Um, thinking about other, other, he would be very almost puck like, but without Oberon to rein him in. Um, sure. I feel like, <laughs> like, which is a very interesting thing to say. Um, I feel like, like Mercutio would cause pranks, cause harm. I don't know. I just don't want, I just don't want a fuck boy to get magic. <laughs> <laughs> I truly don't know what else we could say. I got it's just it's just who would be a bad idea to have magic Mercutio. He would become like a super villain who would then also like spend his entire days being like, yeah, I'm gonna magic you to force you to bring me a pizza. Also, yeah, there's <laughs> nothing worse than someone who thinks that they're funny. I think. <laughs> oh my god! And Mercutio thinks that he is so funny. Right. And he, I mean, he is. <laughs> He's funny in the same way that the the guys in the beginning are talking about like taking maiden heads. He's like that's funny and also really fucked up by modern standards. And I want to go by modern standards because we're modern and we have a modern audience, and nobody needs that part of the play. Like exactly, if you're performing Romeo and Juliet and you don't address that. <laughs> part of it like don't do it but yeah it's yeah that kind of like ego and attitude and I think that's where uh not to like blow my own argument up but that's where Lady Macbeth would be so much more calculated with the way she used magic which I think is potentially much more dangerous because uh mm-hmm. the murder that she's able to cause directly without magic is enough it's a lot of murder it's it's a lot of it's a lot of dying but um yeah i i think she'd be a lot more careful and like and very purposeful like she would pinpoint the use of that magic in a way that that served her best and she wouldn't necessarily care um to mess with other people's lives as long as she's benefiting i think Mercutio would just want to mess with whoever he could 
He would, yeah, he would absolutely want to mess with whoever he could. I feel like Lady M would become like a classic super villain take over the world, which is also very bad. Like giving a villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neither of these is good, but which is less good, which is <laughs> more worse. I feel like Lady M's entire thing, her entire uh, motivation is to obtain power. She hears about the witches and goes, oh, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah these are scary ladies in the woods. I'm going <laughs> to listen to them. We're, she she takes, she doesn't back down in the face of the scary parts of magic, mm-hmm. which I feel like Mercutio would be like, oh, that's scary. Ne- never mind. I'm just going to keep on doing puckish shit over here. Whereas Lady M would dive into that dark, dark, dark spot. That's she has, without magic, dove into that really dark, dark spot. But I imagine how much darker the play would be if she could... Would would she murder Macbeth at the end? Would she have him be a pawn? Would she mind control him? Like, this is magic we are talking about. I'm making your argument for you, but no, I really I love, love Lady M. <laughs> <laughs> so she would... I feel like she would get scary it would i'm yes imagining it through that and like the idea of her then like killing Macbeth at the end and you know taking care of the tyrant in air quotes but really like she's been pulling the strings the whole time and now she's in power and whoo right would she even need a man she would not need a man no (laughs) no y'all what do you think uh who do you want to Avoid giving magic to at all costs. Is it Mercutio or is it Lady Macbeth? Liz, thank you so much for doing this and for being here. This is amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I had a whole, such a blast. I want to do it again. <laughs> yes, I also want that. Uh, let people know again where they can find you on the internet. Yes, you can uh, find me personally at The Woodbine Witch across all platforms. And then you can find me as Opsfest. Um, the original practice Shakespeare Festival um, uh, on TikTok as OpsFest and um, on Instagram as only at Ops. Nice. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, be careful with that magic that you're throwing around like glitter because it's going to stick and it's going to be a pain in your butt later. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>